to the Satellite Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Bethay. So this has been recorded on July 5th, and so we are just coming off the 4th of July holiday weekend, and it's season where many Christians share social media posts about their love and respect for our country, and a lot of churches will hold patriotic services, services centered around the holiday, or even celebrations of service for those that have served, uh, my grandfather being one of those having served in Vietnam. And these celebrations and this time of year fills me with a lot of mixed emotions as I get older. And I want to explain to you why by telling you two stories. One, about how I think this kind of celebration of our country can be God-honoring. And another, about how I think this kind of celebration of our country can be idolatrous. So, let me give you the good example first. I grew up in a church back in Marietta, the one that I talked about previously. And every 4th of July week, they would have what they called the celebration of freedom typically did it on a wednesday but the idea was that we would come in we would sing songs like god bless america america the beautiful maybe even a few related hymns our pastor would give a brief message you know maybe 20 minutes about why we are thankful for the country we live in the freedoms we have the freedom of worship that kind of thing then we'd go out to the parking lot have ice cream for kids glow sticks popsicles and have a massive fireworks show shot from the field behind our church And what this turned into was a great opportunity for community outreach because the idea was we're not just here celebrating our country to celebrate. We're saying use this as an opportunity to draw in non-believing friends and family members that may not be comfortable coming to church to hear strictly about Jesus, but may love our country and may love all these festivities that go along with the 4th of July. Bring them here united with us around our love for our country and let's use that as a bridge to the gospel we're taking this thing that we have in common just like paul does in acts 18 with the brians let's take this thing that we have in common that we share this passion and knowledge about and let's bridge from there to the gospel and let's do it in a way that's non-threatening by using the songs you're familiar with the things that you're familiar with doing on this holiday and let's use this to glorify god and build his kingdom that's an example of the 4th of July and the celebration of our country being used in a God-honoring, God-glorifying way, in my opinion. Let me share with you the other side of the story. For about 11 years, I taught adult Sunday school at my church, and a lot of times the summers would be kind of our sabbatical from teaching. They would have some kind of series going on with multiple Sunday school classes in the church that would combine, so I was relieved of my teaching responsibilities. One of the things I love to do in the summers, and I've done this for years, is I like to go visit other local churches. I like to hear other pastors preach. I like to hear the choirs sing, if they have a choir still, which some churches I found out still do. I like to hear the worship teams. It's just really good for me to get out and see the body of Christ outside of my own four church walls. And so I've done this for a long time, and my wife has come with me, and we found a few churches that we really like to visit, one of them being a church that's not too far from our own church. It's in the same community. Had visited there a handful of times, really enjoyed the preaching there, and we just happened to be going there on 4th of July weekend. I believe it was like actually July 2nd was the day of that Sunday. So as we go in and sit in the service, they have flags on stage uh, for several of the branches of the military, the American flag, none of, that, none of that's unusual. And they proceed to start by honoring people that served in the military, asking them to stand and honoring them, which again, isn't that unusual, which was followed by the national anthem and the Pledge of Allegiance and God Bless America. And I cringed. 
when we got to the point of saying the Pledge of Allegiance, I nearly got up and walked out. I was shaking. It perturbed me extremely deeply. I stayed. Pastor gave a fantastic message that was centered on the gospel. And I just took it as a learning experience. And here was my issue. Imagine worshiping in the country of Russia, and at the worship service, they are pledging allegiance to the Russian flag, singing songs to commemorate their history, and declaring their love for the country as they sing the national anthem during the service. How would you feel about engaging in that? And the knee-jerk reaction is, but our country is not like Russia. Our country is X, Y, and Z that Russia is not. Well, guess what? They may feel the same way about America. And if you're sitting in a service where brothers and sisters in Christ from Russia are calling you unpatriotic because you won't stand for their national anthem, won't sing their songs, and won't announce your love for their country, you're going to feel some kind of way. And the reason why is because you would say in your head, wait a minute, we're here to celebrate the work of Jesus Christ and the unity we have in his body, over his body, through the blood. Do you see the point? And I have to say that people really need to understand that for many believers like me, the 4th of July is a complicated holiday as I wrestle with an appreciation for the liberties and freedoms that I currently have while trying to reconcile that with the history of racism and oppression that literally built our country. That's not an exaggeration. And there's a stark realization that had I been alive on July 4th of 1776, the Declaration of Independence would not have applied to me. It was not written for me. It would not have granted me freedom because it was not intended to do so. And this is best summed up by the letter, What to a Slave is the Fourth of July by Frederick Douglass, a famous piece that you'll probably see a lot of black people posting this week because it sums up the realization that, wow, this wonderful, great piece of history that happened was intended to exclude people that look like me. And that, as I get older, is a tough pill to swallow. I know this may not be my most popular take in my podcast so far, but I share all this to say that even as brothers and sisters in Christ, we may be divided on topics that some people take for granted, like love or loyalty for our country, which is a good thing. And I know that because it's a good thing, when other believers don't feel the same way, it's hard for people to fathom that their apprehension to express love and affection for our country could also be rooted in good motives. That's very hard for people to understand. It's a very nuanced and difficult conversation to have. And so it's much easier to just condemn them and say, you're unpatriotic. And therefore, then to equate that to not having a high view of God and his work in our country, because in your mind, you tie the blessings of our country into God's work. And I understand that. But that's not how everybody sees it. So let us make every effort to ensure that we are not allowing those divisions into our worship and certainly not building them in and putting up barriers and walls to people where we say to worship here and be engaged, you not only have to love Jesus, you have to believe these things about our country and feel these ways about our history. There is a healthy and God-honoring way to encourage and empower patriotism for the kingdom of God. And I pray, pray, pray that we become more adept at doing so. Last but not least, if you have not gone back and listened to last week's podcast where I interview a friend that has struggled for years with same-sex attraction, talk about the struggles, talk about how we should respond as the church, and talk about what that means for him in light of the gospel, please go listen. 
it is probably the most important podcast or work that I put out into the social media atmosphere in my entire life. You need to go listen to it. It's long, but it is so worth it. And I really think it'll challenge your perspective on how we as the church love those who are in very, very difficult and narrow spaces. This has been Dave Bethay for Satellite Podcast. That's it for today. Thank you for listening.